2: Here it is, episode nine. This is like kind of a, this is kind of a a, a a landmark episode because like, this is our last episode in the single digits.
1: Yeah, but we've been doing every episode with three digits.
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, like, we're we're on zero zero nine now, right? So technically, it's only nine. It's one digit. It's like on your ninth birthday when you feel like pretty grown up. Cause you're like, you know, in one more year, I'm basically gonna be a teenager. Cause I'll be ten years old. <laughs> I'm gonna start like driving soon. I'm gonna start like, like I probably ought to get a condom to carry around with me. <laughs> in fact, I probably just ought to wear it all the time, just to be safe, dude. When I was, when I was like, when I first like learned about condoms and stuff that's what I thought you were supposed to do and just I think, wear
1: it all the time I think I was probably
2: long. 10 years old too and I was just <laughs> like like some kid from my neighborhood like gave me a condom and he's like here man you're gonna need this and like <laughs> I just like put it on and wore it around for a little bit and uh, and I thought it would keep me protected from whatever condoms <laughs> needed to keep me protected from I didn't know what diseases were. I wasn't entirely sure how pregnancy worked yet. I had a vague idea. Basically, but the stork still. Ba- basically, I just thought that condoms were like were like how you had sex. It's like like if you wear a condom, like you're gonna have sex. Yeah. So I yeah. so you immediately put one. Yeah. On. So I just put it on, wore it around, and it, nice. like it just kind of felt like
1: I had some trash in my pants.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a piece of rubbery trash. Yeah, in a caught on a
1: ten year old is basically trash. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, what was that? Oh man. Anyway, it just <laughs> taught everybody here something about about myself. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast. Yeah. This is Aaron. Welcome. I'm Tony. Yeah, Aaron and Tony. We're uh, this. This may be, if all goes well, this may be the last week that it's just the two of us. Because I That's think right. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna start. Actually, if all goes well, I think we're going to start actually taping the pod over at Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. Um, and uh, Eric Lips, who's uh, our buddy up in Evergreen, uh, really, really wants to get involved in the podcast and has volunteered his time to just come cool. and track and record us. So so now we'll have two people working on the podcast with us. We'll have Gene Skibbons producing and then Eric Lips engineering. That'll be... Uh, That'll be pretty cool, man. How you doing, Tony? Doing well. Yeah. Just got
1: done playing those shows. One in the mountains and one at Herman's Hideaway.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, this uh, this weekend was a lot of fun, man. We yeah, that was uh we great. we finished what was, up, it,
1: what was your favorite part?
2: My favorite okay, so I have a few favorite parts. So just to recap, we spent this weekend, we did two gigs with uh, uh, Doyle, Wolfgang von Frankenstein, the guitar player from uh, the Misfits. Um, we did uh, we did the show in Grand Junction at the Mesa Theater on Friday night on my birthday. Yep. And we did the next night, Saturday, March seventeenth. That's um, Kurt Russell's birthday. That's Kurt Russell's birthday. Yeah. Oh wait, was Kurt Russell's birthday St. Patrick's Day or yeah. was it the same as mine? No. Okay. So I have a few favorite parts. So we played, with, uh, we played with him in Denver at Herman's Hideaway. Um, so first and foremost, probably my absolute favorite part, was at the Grand Junction show, um, there was a few really young kids, yeah. probably 10 years old, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they weren't wearing condoms. Um, do I hope not. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was a few kids. Um, one of them was uh, Nephew, to uh, a buddy of ours from the band Barrel Proof, uh, who was there hanging out, and uh, it was it was this this young boy and then two little girls and uh, the, the the little boy it was his I'm, I'm sure he would hate to hear me call him a little boy the young guy the little dude yeah it was his uh, it was his fourth show ever and the two girls it was their first show ever so we got to be present for a child's First show, and that's like that's such a big deal to be part of that like formative moment in, yeah. in a child's life. So that was super cool, it was fun. As soon as I found out it was their first show, I just started yelling bands at them. Yeah, you did. Yeah. you're just saying, Listen to Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah, well, the very first one I said was, I was like, I was like, Punk rock's cool and all, but listen to ZZ Top. You should really listen to ZZ Top. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, punk and rock's you're great, right. listen to punk rock, it's cool and all, but definitely listen to ZZ Top. And then another song goes by, and it's like, Listen to Black Sabbath. Listen to Iron Maiden. Listen to AC/DC. Listen to Neil Diamond. And then the the kid's mom kind of looked at me and went, "No." <laughs> so did I. <laughs> Neil Diamond. It's like, no. hey, man, you gotta you gotta diversify your tastes a little bit. He's a great songwriter. Um, so that was one of my favorites. What was one of your favorite moments?
1: <sighs> uh, <laughs> I had a lot of favorite moments. Um, but as far as the show goes, uh, well, the dri- my favorite moment was the drive, the drive over. Uh, over the mountains to Grand Junction. To Grand Junction, really? Yeah, I re- I really enjoy that drive. But just like how pretty it was. How pretty it was. I just I haven't done it in a while. It's been a while it's since it's we've been, driven I through the mountains. Say you get you guys were in Junction not that long ago, but it's been probably f- five years, maybe four years for me. Really? Yeah, I think so. When did we go to Junction without you? Um, I think it might have been Fudge.
2: You it's know it it had ha- no because the last time we played Junction was uh, at Cruisers and we played Cruisers I think three years ago so it has so, been a while okay, since so we've been so, over yeah there.
1: maybe three years ago
2: yeah and uh, man just just such a like it's just such a. I, I had forgotten, and I'm from here, you know, I'm from Colorado, and I had forgotten how beautiful it is driving through, you know, over Vail Pass and yeah. through Glenwood Canyon and, yeah, I and really that stuff. seeing the western slope, just how beautiful and
1: it is. And the, the roads were clear and dry and it was sunny. It just doesn't get any better, you know? Yeah,
2: it was pretty great.
1: And, uh, and I mean, man, I
2: wish that we had well, Also, a, we'll
1: have the little kids in, uh, at the Mesa Theater that were covered in face paint. For that, the show. that was cool. Yeah.
2: There was the one kid, though, that, like, I don't think he really knew how to do the Misfits face paint, and he was just all black.
1: <laughs> and yeah, I, it was just, he looked like a ninja.
2: I, he did look like a ninja. And, but I also, like, I was on stage, and I wanted to make a joke directed at him that was, like, talking about how it wasn't cool to come to a show in blackface. <laughs> But like, yeah, for real. But I think that like because he was so young, I didn't want to put him on the spot and embarrass him and make him feel bad. And I, I just thought that I would create a really awkward, muddy experience on stage and something <laughs> that I would have to explain later.
1: There was one kid who looked like he was trying to be the Crimson Ghost, but he ended up looking like one of the robbers from the movie Dead Presidents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Well, good. Well, nice try, kid. That's pretty good. But it was really awesome seeing, seeing how into it they were, that's for sure. They were so cool, and man. Herman's was cool because there was just a lot of um, good local friends around. Fucking, I don't know, everybody every kind of... St. Patrick's Day, I guess, helped. They're all fucking hammered, you know?
2: What I thought was what cool thought was is really we didn't get a lot of the the St. Patrick's Day crowd, you know what I mean? Like when we went out to dinner and went over to Bowman's before the show and we were having our our meatball sliders and stuff. Yeah. It was just the regular Bowman's crowd and then two wasted chicks from St. Like, Patrick's Day. F- like nonsense. they were rugby players, I think is what they said. And they were, they were in, annoying is what they oh, were. Oh, they were in all green. They were wasted drunk just talking about their pigs. And then the one girl, like I was I got hung up on the way she said Calgary. She was super drunk and she just went, Oh my God, you're in Calgary. And I <laughs> fell out of my chair laughing. And it was so <laughs> fucking good. It sounded like the impression of the Colorado girl that I did a couple episodes ago at the end, where it's like, Brack Aspendale Copper. Like, that's what that <laughs> trick sounded like. So that Saint, was a lot of fun. St.
1: Patrick's Day is nuts, man. That was.
2: I'm really glad that we were far enough south that we didn't have to deal with the fucking pants shitting barforama that was going on. There
1: was there. that one guy passed out right at the door of Herman's in a Speed Wolf shirt. In his Speedwolf shirt! With just yeah. like a string of snot <laughs> dripping <laughs> onto his <laughs> just shirt. Just dangling down lower and lower. Me and Parker are going in. He's like, I want to see it in his shirt. <laughs> we're just standing there like our, our feet are walking into the building but our heads are still outside of the building trying to stretch as far as we can. It's like... You just see it like blob up and
2: cool on his shirt. Poor guy didn't even make it into the party, man. Um, Oh, on the the kids thing. uh, So the driver, Doyle's driver... And it was Ed and we didn't get to meet him at the show but you know when we were uh when we were driving down we we're just kind of passing him back and forth you know we were like blowing right by him on the highway and stuff and then we'd pull over to get gas and they'd catch up and then we'd blow by him again so we were kind of going neck and neck with those guys the whole way down and uh he comes up and he's like, "Yeah, you guys were blowing right past me on the highway, and da 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 da." And we're like, "Yo, yeah, to be honest, we were thinking about throwing some stuff at you guys just to clown around. Like, we had some banana peels and stuff we <laughs> wanted to throw at the van and see see That's if you guys funny. would go flying off the side of the highway." But we didn't make the the Doyle Rules, the Doyle Rules <laughs> joke. But I told him that. He's like, "He's like, you guys should have done that. I got plenty of trash lying around. I would have thrown some shit at you guys." <laughs> But then, but then he goes. He goes, "Hey man, I caught the end of your set last night," and uh, and he's like, "You know, it's really not my thing." But he's like, "I saw what you did with those kids up there, and that was really fucking cool." And I just want to let you know, keep doing that, keep doing what you're doing is fucking great, man. You guys are great, and That's I just nice that was like really like, especially how far we've come philosophically as a band. That was very uh, uh, validating. To have somebody notice that, like, you know, we may sing about butts and balls and 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 partying and and write silly, stupid songs and shit like that, but like we're really sincere and earnest about what we do, and we want we want to entertain people, we want to make people happy, and we really want to kind of pass along our love for music to the next generation. So that was that was really validating yeah. for me. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh
1: also so it happens when you play an all ages show too. I
2: know man. It made you me, never do that. it made me really want to play more all ages shows. Yeah. Now Herman's was fun. That was a wild crowd, dude. Yeah. And uh and I think I told you my dad came up to me after the set, and my dad he wasn't he wasn't super drunk. He wasn't merch dad drunk, yeah. but he was like he was pretty buzzed and he did he start off by saying son yeah he of course he did he was a little choked up too and he comes up and he goes he goes hey son buddy i gotta tell you like i know that the, the people are here to see all the other bands and they're here especially to see the headliner but damn it kid that that was your crowd there tonight. They, they oh, he kind of sounded like your dad there for a minute. <laughs> that was your crowd there. That's if my dad grew up in Chicago. He goes, he goes, fucking a man. They were jumping up and down and singing along to your songs. And man, it was just so cool to see. It was pretty neat. It was neat, that was, man. That was a really good show. Uh, we got to see, we got to see Doyle working out. <laughs> and Let's specify that we said see Doyle not working out, not, not watch, watch Doyle no. working no. out. No. Um, yeah. All the dudes in that band are just fucking jacked. And I
1: think it's like your biceps have to be at least in the double digits, if not like twenty inches yeah, yeah. or more in order to be to in be in that band. Dude, did I I have a friend,
2: this my friend Ruben from Buffalo, New York, right? I haven't seen him in several years, but he used to play for the Hudson Falcons a long time ago. And when I knew Ruben, he was just regular average-sized guy, you know, kind of actually kind of a kind of a young-looking, kind of little guy. And uh, I hadn't seen him in a few years, and then he ended up um, he ended up being a merch guy for a bunch of different bands. He ended up traveling with a bunch of different bands, and uh, I saw him one year, and we show up at his house, and he's fucking jacked, dude, just huge. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to you? He's like, dude, I went on tour with the Misfits, and they like make you work out. No shit. Yeah, he was like, he was like Doyle and Jerry made me work out when I went on tour with them and he's like this is what this is just what happens he's like they pull out the benches in the middle of the parking lot or they in front of the stage and they fucking work out and when we walked in for sound check Doyle's got like his fucking Flexmaster master 4000 or yeah. whatever he's just doing crunches and dips and getting his fucking swole on between fucking uh fucking sound check yeah Blew my mind. Everybody in that band is fucking jacked, dude. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to meet Doyle, unfortunately. Um, you had to pay $50 to go to the meet and greet, which uh, which I get. You know, he, He's been playing in a pretty well-known, prominent band for like 40 years or so. Um, but I did think it was funny that they had a sign up at the merch table that just said, Want to meet Doyle? Uh, $50 meet and greet signed whatever, and da 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 yeah. And there was lines of kids lined up to go to. Yeah, that. there
1: was a lot. Man, I was just sitting there going, man, you made a lot of money.
2: Oh, dude. I was, like, looking at the line going, 50, 100, 150, 200, <laughs> like, counting how much money he was making off of that. And then and then I'm sitting there, and I had the idea. I was like, I want to make a sign for the merge table <laughs> that just says, want to meet MF Ruckus? Uh, hang out for a minute. I'll go get the rest of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> So again, but that's that's uh, that's the difference between being us, a band like that would that would just kill for an extra seven hundred followers on Facebook or something, or being in like the legendary Misfits, which rock stars all over the world have your logo tattooed on their fucking arm. You know what I mean?
1: That's, yeah, yeah.
2: That's some major rock star currency there.
1: Yeah, do their own, man. So so, what else? Did you see him pounding his guitar? The way he played his guitar? No, I, I, like see, he, I saw he did a He these big bit. swinging punches to his guitar. Like,
2: now what does that do? As a guitar player, what does that do to your guitar when you do it? Uh, does it just make it ring? Like
1: it makes the, the feedback kind of go... No, no, I think it just looks cool, I guess. It just looks like he's beating the shit out of his guitar? Because, yeah, he's punching straight into, like, where the pickups are. So that's what it looks like, you know? Right. And I'm sure he's just doing something where he's just flicking his wrist at the last minute. I saw it from, like, the merch table, you know what I mean? Maybe he's mad at it. Maybe, Maybe. he's mad at his guitar. <laughs> Why is this thing so pointy? Damn It <laughs> keeps getting me in the gut. Damn it! I hate this song <laughs> he's just punching it
2: he's just like but it was like, cool though we don't know like there's this side of doyle that's just like this tormented artist that like when he's on stage he's playing and he's going yes 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 no no <laughs>
1: banging on his guitar what did the uh, singer say in between every
2: song oh in between every song he said he said this next one is a dance or is a love song you could dance to it if you want to And all I kept thinking is, like, that has got to be an inside joke. That has got to be something that they talk about in the van that they think is hilarious. It kind of reminded me of when we did that show at the Marquee, and we pretended we were from a foreign country. We pretended we were from (laughs) Strasvassia. I don't remember that at all. You don't remember that? Oh, we were talking in fake accents the whole show. And we thought it was hilarious, but nobody got it. Nobody thought it was funny at all.
1: Do you so. remember the show that we uh, we showed up after a tour and like we are coming into Denver and we decided to dress up as each other and play each other's instruments?
2: Yeah, and that didn't translate very well either because <laughs> we all kind of dressed the
1: same. Yeah, but I, so one of us had taped quarters to our ears to be Jerry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That was fucking hilarious. And we had um, each other's instruments too. I was like, this isn't going to work.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I do remember that. I, uh... I was also was it Tavern Thirteen? On the yeah, was it was at Tavern Thirteen. That was the show when I was which is now Bowman's.
1: Which is now Bowman's. Yeah. That's
2: right. So when when I go into Bowman's uh, and I see like the setup in there, I'm like, man, it's a good thing you guys drywalled the fucking ceiling so that I can't <laughs> climb around in the rafters anymore.
1: There's was a great picture of you annihilated hanging from that thing.
2: I know. Just like Like, when I look into the eyes of the young man that I was back in that time, I just want to grab him by his big, stupid, furry face and just be like, Get it together, you stupid little shit! (laughs) But the people had fun. And by the way, it was super dirty up there. It was gross. I came down and I just looked disgusting. It was nasty. Uh, I was also very itchy, because I'm sure there was lots of fiberglass... And uh, all sorts of nasty little mites and stuff up in the dust up there.
1: Yeah, we cleaned up, though. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, overall, both these shows this weekend were fucking incredible. We uh, met a lot of new people. Saw a lot of people who've been coming to see us for a while. Got to give a lot of hugs. Uh, had a good time. Everybody partied hard. Um, it was great seeing people in the crowd singing along to our songs. Even some of the new
1: stuff, you know. Yeah, I was really, really surprised at that, dude. Like there was there was uh, people that showed up to Evergreen.
2: Yeah, yeah. So like uh, Mike Heck, who is also the um, the admin for a total troll fucking uh, Misfits fan page, keep on Danzig. Look up keep on Danzig on uh, (laughs) on on Facebook. He showed up to the show just to fucking bother Doyle. Like to bother him? Just he just stood in front with his keep on Danzig shirt on, and he came up to me and he goes, "All right, I got a frowny face from Doyle. I'm gonna leave now."
1: <laughs> like, <that's laughs> really? The, oh, dude. When you get you, so, to, so, did you know? Did you notice during the meet and greet when uh, when Doyle was like inside and everybody was lined up and everything? Did you notice what hoodie he was wearing? No, uh-uh. it's a Danzig hoodie.
2: Was he wearing a Danzig hoodie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's his it's his friend. It's his it's his yeah. buddy. They've been brothers and in a band together forever. Right. Um, but Misfit, like, there's something that happens when you get to a certain level of notoriety and success that you have people who are fans of your music, like they worship you, but they're also total fucking trolls. And they, like, they're kind of mean to you a little bit, pick on you. And that's what Mike's doing? Well, yeah. I mean... Uh, There's a lot of Misfits fans like that. There's Slayer fans like that. There's Metallica fans like that. And it's like, it's, oh, yeah. I say as Tony's wearing his fucking, it should have been Lars fucking um, t-shirt, which is another great band you should check out. A a loving tribute to Metallica. It should have been Lars featuring uh, some friends of ours. Anyway, um, but it kind of makes you go like, who the fuck... Wants to be famous or successful. If like you get to a certain level, and it's like you're going to have fans that love you and hate you at the same time. That like love you and have this kind of ownership of you, where they feel like they they need to take you down a peg. You know what I mean? By the way, I, lo- I love Mike Heck, but it's just a very it's a very surreal thing. To see. I can't
1: believe he did that. It's yeah. fucking hilarious,
2: dude. The, the keep on dancing, dude. The keep on dancing page is pretty fucking hilarious um yeah so uh yeah uh so mike was there his brother terry was there um joey klontz of course was there eric lips uh uh, a bunch of our friends who have shown up for the the sessions where we've done gang
1: vocals for some of the new songs that's what that's why i couldn't believe that people were singing along to it dude he
2: was singing every word of acropolis now like when well, we went up to the well, studio. He
1: knows more words than I do.
2: Dude, he was he was telling me on our drive up to the studio to go do the vocals for Acropolis Now, like like how much like he said he knows like every word to every one of our songs. Holy shit. And just just loves it, you know. And and Mike and I have known each other a long time, so that was that was very cool to hear, man. He was yeah. he was uh saying a lot of very kind things about what we do. All in all, a pretty good weekend. Yeah, and uh we we had a lot of people asking us about The comic series, which we're going to talk about in the news section today. Um, We had a lot of people asking about the Chicago trip, which, by the way, we haven't done a follow up on, but was also a great show. Uh, We have a full recording, a multi track recording of the show in Chicago, which uh, uh, our Patreon subscribers have gotten early access to, um, but we will be releasing on our website probably within the next month. Uh, Our Patreon subscribers do get early access to pretty much everything that we do. Um, So if you're interested in learning more about that, definitely go to patreon.com slash mfruckus. We've been getting a lot of feedback from people after this weekend. A lot of great videos have been going up. Lots of great pictures have been going up. Lots of people thanking us for the shows. We love hearing from you guys. So uh, please please do keep um, please do keep giving us your feedback and uh, sending us your messages and, and pictures <coughs> and video stuff on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, of course, the website, mfruckus.com. Or just shoot us an email at mfruckusinfo at gmail.com. Uh yeah. Let's
1: go on to the news then.
2: Yeah, let's go on to the news, shall we? <trained> Shout out to Mark Star. <laughs> who's been who's who has started adding the boop into his updates.
1: We rip, I ripped it off from uh, old cartoon news broadcasting. I feel like it might just, just be old news broadcast. Yeah, we I,
2: I ripped it. We ripped it off from like Looney Tunes, yeah. just making fun of news briefs. Yeah. Which, by the way, never in our lifetime have we seen a news channel that does that. Yep. Like we we have personally never experienced anything but a parody of it from like the 1950s that yep. Looney Tunes did.
1: It's pretty, uh, it's pretty annoying too.
2: Here's <laughs> here's, uh, here's the, the motherfucking news for you, all the news that is fit to report. Uh, we will be in Oklahoma City. Again. Again, one of Can't our favorite wait. places to go in the world, and that's true, man. We've been a lot of places, and we love going to Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah. We're uh, going to be there on April 6th at the Blue Note. With uh, Turbo Wizard and Crowbone, which is a band I've never played with before, but I looked them up. Great band. Uh, We're going out there, of course. Logan's getting married here soon, so uh, he wanted to go down to Oklahoma City and party for a couple days. Uh, uh, We're going down for the... Uh, Reverend Horton Heat, Unknown Henson, and Red Elvis' show, which will be on April 7th at the Tower Theater. We're going to be there hanging out, so if you're at the show, come by and say what's up. But the night before, we're, uh, we're going to be doing a kick-ass show over there at the Blue Note. Tickets are available on our website, mfruckus.com. Uh, if you scroll down on the, on the homepage, uh, you'll see all our shows listed. There's a link within the, um, the show section on this date Uh, Where you can purchase tickets directly from us and we do appreciate that because that helps us get to the show Uh, that goes to plane tickets and uh, Our Airbnb that we're gonna be staying at there for a couple of days. So please do go get your tickets in advance It's gonna be it's gonna last
1: Airbnb that you guys got um, That had all the take five bars in there. Yeah, and that place single-handedly turned you into a take five attic
2: Oh, yeah Dude, I, I take five is like my go-to candy bar now because, <laughs> because of, of the B&B because or... of Sin over at um, at, at the Laura Airbnb City. where we stay. Yeah, which we'll be staying at again this time. Yeah, yeah, she's fucking awesome, man. Do you think there'd
1: be more take five bars there?
2: I hope so. I, if, do, the, if, if
1: there are, I'm coming with. Other than that, me and Laura probably staying at Baylor <laughs> Harmony's <Harvard's> house. <laughs> so we're excited so for let me, that. Let me know.
2: Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep I'll save you some, regardless. And if there isn't, I'll buy a whole bag. Uh, Also coming up, April 13th um, is Logan and Becky's wedding reception. So Logan, our bass player, is getting married to the love of his life, uh, Becky White. Becky White. And and, uh, after the wedding, across the street from the wedding venue uh, at the Walnut Room downtown, uh, we're going to have a reception slash party, which is going to be open to the public. It's going to be us uh, doing a set list, totally picked by Logan, Logan's going to pick yeah. our... Yeah, we're going to let Logan pick the full set list. So um, that'll be kind That's of... That's going to be
1: really interesting. I wonder if it's going to go an easy route or, like, songs that he likes and he'll work on them, like, expect us all to work on them. I think it's going to be
2: very cover-heavy. Yeah? That's my prediction. Is Because Logan said he just wants to have a fun fuck-around set. So Logan's going to pick the whole set. I want to make a habit of that, Like like... Going, this show, Tony's going to pick the whole set. This show, Ty's going to pick the whole set. Because normally, either Parker does it based on the list of songs that we create. Like, Parker usually puts it together day up or something like that. Or I put it together. But I kind of want to start doing a thing where it's like, this is Tony's curated set list. (laughs) This is Logan's curated set list. And I want explosions and puppetry. (laughs) We should do that. Fuck yeah, dude. Do some gigantic puppets. Uh, so yeah, so April thirteenth at the Walnut Room. Uh, like I said, this one's going to be open to the public. Is it a free show, or are we charging a cover for that one? In Oklahoma? No, the one the 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 thirteenth at the Walnut Room.
1: Mm, I don't know.
2: Yeah, we'll have to look into that.
1: I, uh, I just know I'm invited and I'm
2: I'm, I'm going to be. There. Think I think it might be a free show, maybe a suggested donation. We'll have to look into that. Um, but it's going to be us, the Potato Pirates, and Tony and his wife and their other band uh blind, blind motherfucking staggers yep are going to be in town from chicago um it's it's going to be a stacked banging lineup it's going to be a lot of fun so make sure you come out for that that's our next denver show um uh, we've got some may shows in the works uh including something uh, uh we don't have the date confirmed yet but we're teaming up with never summer snowboards and doing uh we're going to be playing for a uh bank slalom event that they're doing up at uh, loveland ski area that would be a lot of fun Uh, that date is yet to be confirmed but i think it's going to be closing weekend up there at loveland ski area so stay posted uh or stay tuned for that um we got a couple other shows that we're working on that we can't really talk about right now but uh they're going to be some very cool ones coming up in may um, we've got a trip to the Pacific Northwest in the works for the fall. And, uh, also in the fall. And also in the fall. Hopefully we're going to be coming back to Europe soon. Um, I'm going to be talking to uh, the head of our label this weekend, and, uh, and we should have a better idea on some tour dates coming up. But we're hoping to... Um, we're hoping to get three three weeks worth of shows together out there in Europe. So, if you want us to come to your town in Europe, if you're from the Europe, uh, if you're from Europe or the UK and you're listening right now and uh, you'd like us to come out, please do contact our booking agent or uh, and label Rodeo Star Records. Um, their website is Rodeo Star they're based in Germany, so they will be handling all our booking. If you want us to come by, please bug the shit out of him and tell us.
1: Or just tell, bug the shit out of us, and we'll just show it to him.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he doesn't book us there, then we'll book our own fucking shows in, yeah. in Europe. But let us know where you want us to go. Please get in touch and uh, with your requests on where you would like to see us play in Europe. Uh, big piece of news. Um, so I don't know if we've made this clear, but Tony is only living in Denver for a limited amount of time basically uh whenever he and his wife are ready to go back to chicago and do their thing yeah
1: whenever yeah
2: whenever when whenever they want to go we've got them basically four years max um but they could decide to go home any day so our plan is to write and record 100 songs in the next four years that's a whole shitload of songs so it's a it's a big goal um we've already got Ten, I think, up in the can at Evergroove. We've got another 25 that we're going to be recording in the first half of this year. Um, So basically, that's 25 songs a year for the next four years uh, that we're planning to do. So stay tuned for that. Chapter 2, the Frontlines of Good Times series uh, are... Concept album and graphic novel series is slated to be released this summer. I just talked to Josh Finley the other day. He's planning on working on it all the month of April, so I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that the comic side of it gets done in time. Oh man, oh man. If you'd like to learn more about that, please go to patreon.com/slash mfruckus to learn more about this project. Uh, I think that's all the news for now. I guess so. Okay, cool. All right, so it's time for our weekly commentary in the series. Yep. Uh, This is the last track on the Dirty Half Dozen album. Yeah, this is Mount Up. Yeah, Mount Up. So uh, this is one, God, man, I don't even know where to start with this song. This This used to be, like, before Balls of Steel was written, this was our finisher. This was our closer every night because it's, it's such an epic song it's got so many sections to it it's so much fun it was a lot of sections yeah to it, it won well, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of fun little vocal things in it uh
1: it's a great crowd participation song um they utilized all three guitars like to what we could at the time too yeah yeah it, it, it and very, that, very different parts of it yeah oh absolutely but that that stuff was a lot of that stuff was written like right before i moved here Right. The first time. That's right, because yeah. so uh, this I, I, was... I, I, I was, like, being fit into the song. Right. Yeah.
2: Because this song was originally recorded on the fourth-year Regulators album. Yes. So um, when we did the Dirty Half Dozen, a lot of that was new stuff that we hadn't recorded yet, but then also <laughs> old fourth-year stuff that we wanted to take another run do at. You,
1: do you remember... Well, I remember for sure. When I first moved here, you guys were in the studio, like... Maybe in the week, you know, like I moved, and then like you guys were in the studio in a week, mm-hmm. and it was the studio that wasn't the studio that you were going to record the record in, but it was the studio where you guys decided to demo it at half speed. Do you remember this? What we recorded all the songs at half speed in this dude's basement. Um, I can't remember. It was on a very slanty. Hit, uh,
2: no, I know. I remember. I remember. We we we
1: pre-produced. Pre-produced it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was it was all a lot slower I mean if it wasn't half maybe, maybe it was like a quarter slower though yeah everything was just a little bit slower so you, everybody you can hash out every part <laughs> very slowly and then we play it faster at the uh, is that a thing that we did that's a thing you guys did when I first moved out here I was just like what is this we,
2: we were trying all sorts of weird experiments in those days yeah, yeah I totally forgot we pre-produced we pre-produced that at a, at a smaller studio here in town I just remember I remember the guy who lived there had a snake and he was reading the game by uh, by mystery. Do you know what I'm talking no. about? Or or no. Neil? I don't remember. I don't
1: remember the dude.
2: What's the, the? Do you know what the game is? No. The game is like a like a pickup artist book. <laughs> it's like you know you know that show, The Pickup Artist. Like uh, vaguely. Yeah, that. I can't remember the guy's name who wrote it, but like mystery is one of the characters in it. The guy with the fucking that looks like Jamarique, who had the kiss mark <laughs> on his neck that fucking uh, did the, the pickup artist show. It's, it's super fucking lame. It's really dumb. Um, but uh, it, it, it get, it, it's a way for sociopaths who can't get laid to learn how to get laid. Or no, it's a book, it's a guide for sensitive introverts to become extroverted sociopaths and have sex for the first time. That's what the book is made for. Gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, anyway, uh, so Mount Up was a. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Mount Up. Mount Up was uh, was a collaborative effort. Um, Tay, I think, wrote you and Tay wrote all the music, didn't you, or did I'm Tay I'm sure write? Tay
1: wrote that one. Tay wrote. It was, all, it was all written before I got here. A lot. I mean, a lot of it. The main riff and, and, right. and Structure about all,
2: um, all the words were already written. And then the lyrics. The lyrics were all written in the van wall on tour they were all van jokes and uh, I don't think
1: I was even around for
2: that oh no you probably weren't uh, a few a few of the like jokes in that song were references to like Easy e songs and uh, Too short, oh, two songs. short songs and there was even references to some actual events that happened like there's there's a reference of uh, Tay made a lady uh, Austin Texas we was doing a show Tay made a lady friend down in the front row dude got mad because his girl liked to flirt Now he's looking like an old banana peel in the dirt. Now he's looking like Like an old banana banana peel in the dirt. That's a too short reference right there. Uh, That's a true story. We were playing at Headhunters in Austin, and there was some girl up at the front who was dancing. She came up to the front of the stage and started making out with Tay. And then from the back of the room, we heard some guy fucking yell, Hey, that's my wife! And we got really mad. At, and the guys at Headhunters remember that forever. Like they forever associated our band with that event. Jeez. So, uh, so yeah, this is Mount Up.
1: <laughs> All right then.
2: So you may recognize the beginning of that song as like the intro for the show. Yeah, that was Tony's idea to do the <laughs> to do the the count off the one two three four. That's like the only time you'll hear ty's voice on recording like i think there's one other time you can hear him say no doubt on we don't party but that's like the only other time you'll hear ty's voice on the recording that intro of course was uh god gave rock and roll to you from bill and ted's uh, bogus journey by kiss
1: yeah that wasn't kiss doing it I want to say it was maybe Steve Vai who did the intro. Really? Did yeah. the did the version on uh, Bill and Ted? Like that intro. I mean the song, God gave rock and by you is a podcast.
2: Which you played for the groomsmen's march uh, at your wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. And it's great we played song. when we jumped out of uh, cake for Nick Oliveri's birthday when yeah. we played Mono Generator.
1: It's a great song. It's a great song.
2: Okay, so here's the part I was talking about with, with Tay. Austin, Texas We was ripping a show Tay made a lady friend Down in the front row I remember when we wrote The lyrics for this part We were like Just trying to come up with As many rhymes for Mount Up as we could
1: Yeah, you had a Give us an eighth And we'll smoke the pound up Yeah, give us
2: an eighth And we'll smoke the pound up I like my women like my coffee and the freezer ground up. Birthday party, we beat the clown up. Sun goes down, we turn the sound up. Motherfuck shit, goddamn asshole. That's fucking too short. And if you don't think it's the shit, well then, oh, motherfucker, you, you, you damn shithead bitch That's fucking too short too, it's so stupid
1: <laughs> That's really good. Oh, pass the golf on, I need to talc up <laughs> <laughs> That was like from a time, like, I mean I could just tell but I wasn't there But uh, like, when would every, be sitting in the van and just making the same joke for like a half an hour or an hour Oh yeah On the road from one city to the next How many funny things can we come up with that rhyme with mount up? Oh, dude! And past the gold bond, I need to talk up, mount no, no.
2: dude. We, that was like when we we always had a thing of gold bond and baby wipes and like Listerine breath strips, Sorry. and like we we would we would call the uh, the baby wipes um, shower in a can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gross. I told your granny to lift the gown up. That was another one. <laughs> I like my women, like my coffee in the freezer ground up. Birthday party we beat the clown up. <laughs> That's pretty funny. By the way, I get I can say this without any shame now because I'm I'm, you know, I've had five years off the shit, but I was high as a kite on fucking cocaine when we recorded this song at Herman's. Really? Oh, dude, I was jacked out of my skull. All the stuff from the Herman's recordings, you can hear me, like, do a lot of like, oh, yeah, ha. And that's because I was high on coke and I thought it was cool. Great guitar solos, man. Tony and Tay going back and forth. This is where we would do the year a Oh, yeah. This is the point when I would stand up on your knees and, and we would do the end of the song like that. Me and Tay's, my right knee and Tay's left knee. We should figure out a way to bring that back. No. We've only got a five piece, but there's got to be a way to do that. No. No. No stand on anybody's knees. We're like getting older. <laughs> I can't do it to Parker either because Parker actually has like arthritis in one of his knees. you See what I'm saying? Yeah, or Parker has like a like he dislocated his knee once, and now every time it just gets hit the wrong way, uh, it gets is dislocated.
1: There, is there like a, another song at the end of this song? There's a bonus track on this. Oh yeah, like oh it's okay. I know what it is. yeah, so, it's the. Okay. Uh, it's the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody ending, isn't it? Well, Just but first, end. but first, what happens is we did,
2: we did this thing where we pretended that it was after the show, and we were all like hungover and hanging out, and then we recorded the phone menu from Tom's Home Cooking. <laughs> like, do you do you remember? Okay, no, I remember so, it. So, for those of you who aren't from Denver, Tom's Home Cooking was a soul food restaurant in in Denver that was run by these two dudes. And it was like you would go there and it was cash only, no credit cards, no checks, nothing. Line out the door. Line out the door. And when they ran out of stuff, they were done. And that was it. And they had the best soul food in – some of the best soul food in Denver. Of course, there's like Welton Street and Cora Fays and stuff like that. But it was – That place was pretty exceptional. The, the menu, you could call in the morning and Tom would do the messages himself. <laughs> every, and, day. And every day. Every day. And would a different say menu. what was on the menu. A lot
1: of the stuff was the same, but he'd still say it. You know,
2: he still follows us on Twitter. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't the, know the, the, us. The, nice. the chefs, formerly known as Tom's Home Cooking uh, on Twitter, they <laughs> nice. still follow us because I told them, I was like, hey, I, I went in there one day, it was right before they closed to um, to have lunch. And uh, I, I went in and I told them, I was like, hey, just so you guys know, we're in this rock and roll band and we used a record we recorded your phone menu and oh, put it fuck. on our record oh, oh here it comes man, that was, uh, that, was uh, that was a hard nice rocking guy
1: we fucking
2: killed it did you see did you see that chick I was talking to you, man.
1: She was, she was this big. Jesus Christ. Listen. You. listen. Uh, no, dude,
2: she did a handstand and I went up on her, man. <laughs> she did a handstand and I went up on her. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumb. I thought that joke was so funny at the time, too. Morning. It's, it's blue 30. Blue thirty. Blue thirty guys. Yeah, I did. Uh, Yeah, blue blue thirty is what we would call it when the sun was coming up in the morning. It's like, oh man, it's like it's like blue o'clock. Tom's, dude. Tom's home cooking. Tom's home cooking. Let's call him up, dude. We can get to this is like first time we've ever been. God, I can't believe this is in there. (laughs) I know, dude. Call him up and see what's up, man.
1: Why? It's
2: soul food, man I thought, I, thought I heard Ty say Fuck Tom's And so I got defensive For Tom's Home Cooking But he was saying Fuck yeah, Tom's Oh So this is the real menu You've called Tom Tom's Home Cooking Today is Monday, March 26th We
0: are located
2: at 800 East 26th Avenue 26th Avenue At Clarkson <laughs> Street In Bob Clarkson Street he could be Jelly Afra's uncle, man.
1: Fried chicken,
2: Ah, barbecue pork, that sounds good. I know I'm getting hungry. Oh, this is my favorite part.
0: and barbecue
2: beef brisket. Side orders, mashed potatoes,
0: collard greens, macaroni and cheese.
2: He sounds disappointed in the macaroni and cheese. He's like, collard greens, macaroni and cheese. Like macaroni and cheese got an F on its math test or something. He's really disappointed. $10 plus tax equals $11 lunch special. Your choice of any entree, two size bread and drink. We do not accept checks or credit cards.
0: Cash only. Thank you.
2: Nice. And then it goes into the Bohemian Rhapsody Outro. We used to tag this on the end of every show, man. It's a strong ending. <laughs> it is a strong ending. I don't know why we stopped doing it. So you you do you write it? Of course, back at this time, dude, I couldn't I couldn't sing Queen. Between... I might be able to sing this better now, but. Yeah, this was definitely in Herman's.
1: That was a lot of fun to do. It was super fun. Maybe we'll bring this one back too. I, by the way, because everybody just got like everybody would just hold on to each other's arms and necks and just like sing the very last bit of the song. Yeah, everybody would be so happy at the end of the show. Even if people weren't on
2: board with the band up to this point, this is where we would get them at the last minute. You know what I mean? So much fun. I don't know why we don't play Mount Up more often. It's a fucking great song. Oh god, I hate my voice on this. I hate <laughs> it, dude. I did this like Make
1: it stop. Make I did it stop. this like really
2: shitty pitchy falsetto. And we're in the studio and fucking Bart McCrory from Throttle Bomb and, and Frontside 5 who recorded this, he's like, he's like, dude, you sound like my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds good, it sounds good, but the fucking the cat was already out of the bag, dude. I got all super embarrassed and self-conscious. I hate it. Oh my god, I wanna start doing it again just so I can redeem myself. I hate it so bad. Oh
1: man.
0: Oh man.
2: Yeah. So, so yeah, that's mount up. It's a super fun song. It's a it's a super silly one. It's a great party anthem. It was it was kind of like the anthem for our band at the time. So that that concludes the Dirty Half Dozen album. It was a lot of fun to make it. Uh, shout out to Bart McCrory from Motoland Studios, now the Crash Pad, for his work on on recording all those shows. Uh, shout out to um, Mikey Peterson. Uh, from 611 Productions and now the Nug Nation for coming with us on the road and filming the DVD section of it. Shout out especially, most of all, most importantly, shout out to um, Tay Hamilton and Jerry Cass, our, our former bandmates, who played their balls off on every recording on that uh a lot of people would say that that was that was the like golden age of our band and uh back when we just had that six piece wall of sound and it was uh i personally like to think our golden age is yet to come when when we're actually in our golden years (laughs) and uh but uh man that was that was a really fun record I'm, i'm still quite partial to that record uh Tony, you did a great job on that as well.
1: Thank you. I was just trying
2: to fit in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, That's enough commentary for this week. Hey, man, it's uh, time for us to give a shout-out to our sponsors. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, number one. Number first, one.
1: First and foremost.
2: First and foremost. The our biggest. Biggest number one sponsor. Our most Biggest and baddest. Biggest and baddest. Most awesome sponsor. Matula Plumbing in Des Plaines, Illinois. Matula! Matula! Right on, buddy. Thank you so much for your contribution to this <laughs> making this podcast happen. Uh, we love you so much. Matula Plumbing, remember, shit rolls downhill, don't be at the bottom. This one is, uh, yeah, this one's for you, Jerry Matula. Um, second, Evergroove Studio up in Evergreen, Colorado, the best multi-service studio on the planet as far as we're concerned for audio and video. Brad and Jenny Smalling are Two of the warmest, kindest people in the world, super hospitable. It's uh it's out of the city, up in the mountains in Evergreen. It's just a it's it's a beautiful environment to be in, really uh, conducive to the creative process, really great place to be. Um, and did you know it was designed by the the same guy that designed God City Studios, the dude from Converge no. who designed Yeah. It's it's like a replica of God City Studios. Hmm. Yeah badass place man Um, if you're in a band and you're looking to do an album or just a demo or if you're looking to do uh, a live video um, broadcast of your band they have a full multi-camera video setup as well they do live streaming it's fantastic they also uh, have a YouTube channel where they do educational um, they do edu- educational videos so make sure to subscribe
1: yeah, I want to go see one of those dude they're
2: great they, yeah. they do mastering clinics they do mm-hmm. drum clinics you know drum miking clinics all sorts of educational stuff so follow them on YouTube but most importantly uh, go up there and book a session Brad is fucking awesome great rates uh, and, and it'll turn out a great product uh Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios here in Denver, Colorado. Um, that's where we practice. It's the only place that we rehearse. We gotta get going pretty soon. Yeah, we gotta get going pretty soon to go to rehearsal. Uh, great hourly rates, um, You know, fully equipped rooms to go in and... Uh, and I wonder if the Larimer's open. I think the weather's good, so Larimer is probably open. Shout out to Larimer Lounge yeah. where, we, uh, where we pre-game uh, before we go to rehearsal. Um, yeah, 27th in Larimer is where Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios are. Get in touch with them to book you. your next session. Uh, of course, Mutiny Information Cafe and Mutiny Transmissions, who um, who host the podcast, uh, go to MutinyInfoCafe.com to see what they got going on. They got comic books, they got right. records, they got... Great coffee, pinball, uh, pinball, books, live, um, live events. Yeah, man, it's live events. It's that place uh, is cool. Yeah, they we're, we're going to do some live podcasts from there. Yeah. It's easily They're throwing a
1: festival this year.
2: Oh yeah, Parlay is going on this summer. Um, we're hoping to get on it. Wink, wink. If you're listening, Jim, hint, hint. Please put us on that. Uh, yeah, the just just a great iconic spot. I think it's going to go down in history as one of those like. Kind of zeitgeist places in the city of Denver. Um, it's it, I certainly consider it a landmark, and uh, whenever people ask me the cool places to go in Denver, one of the first places that I tell them to go is Mutiny Information Cafe.
1: It's usually something that Jim is running.
2: Yeah, it's it. It, it used to be Three Kings when Jim was there, and uh, and I mean still is Three Kings, and uh, and Mutiny Information Cafe. So uh, make sure to go check that out, <laughs> and then finally last but not least in fact probably the 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 most important um sponsors that we have are our patrons on patreon.com uh our patrons get access to all sorts of exclusive content, they get a discount on merch, they get free tickets to shows, they get pizza and beer parties, and a whole mess of other shit. Uh, Early releases, uh, all in exchange for a small, recurring contribution to our serialized concept album and graphic novel, The Frontlines of Good Times. Um, You can ask any of the people who, any of our 40 so far uh, patrons, they, uh, they will all tell you that it's well worth the money. Um, it, we really take good care of, of our people, and we really appreciate you guys. If you want to learn more about it and how you can become a part of it, go to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-F ruckus uh yeah so thank you to all you guys and everything that you do to help this happen oh and a big shout out to our producer extraordinaire oh, yeah. gene Skibbins john skibicki over in chicago illinois who uh gets this thing up every week thank you so 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 much for your help john we really appreciate it uh i think that's going to do it for the shout outs for now shout it out loud All right, well, back by popular demand, uh, we got uh, some recurrent guests here on the show, yeah. some of some of our favorite contributors. Um, you guys love them. We love them. Please give it up for our friends, Byron and Randy, live from the Elks Lodge in Pueblo, Colorado. Byron and Randy, take it away, guys. Hey, how are you all man, doing?
0: Right on, man. Hey, hey, guys, thank you very much. We appreciate you having us on the show again. Uh, uh, man, yeah, we just... I, I got to tell you, Randy, I just had the fucking craziest week, man. The other day, man, me and my old lady, we're out in the yard, right? And we got, you know, I got that fire pit that I built. Well, Uh I I should say the hole that I dug in the ground, right? Where I could like... Well, you got the stones. Yeah, man. You know, I threw some rocks around the things. I mean, it's clearly a fire pit, right? Me and the lady, you know, we're having some people over, we're drinking some beers. I think you were working that night, so you couldn't make it down. You were doing the night shift yeah, yeah, over yeah. there, you know. And and me and the old lady we're outside and we're cooking and we got a bonfire going and, and man I ran out of my regular, you know, my, my regular bundles of pine. So so I, I had to switch over to this wood I had. Remember that construction project we did when we tore down my old mm-hmm. shed and mm-hmm. built the new mm-hmm. shed? Well I had some of this some of this wood, you know. Man, it's chemically treated wood, but it still fucking burns, you know what I mean? But so I, I I took that And I cut some of it off Up with my fucking uh, 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 With my table saw You know what I mean My fucking chop saw I cut some of that up Fucking threw that in the pile And it started creating All this smoke right And fucking We're all coughing and stuff But hey man If you're not coughing You're not getting off in. you know what I mean, <laughs> That's what <you> mean man. <laughs> so, so man So you know It's kind of smoke rolling out You know I didn't expect it To smoke that much All of a sudden The goddamn fire department Shows up man Goddamn oh. fire department And man firefighters are cool man these guys are totally cool they came in and they're like they're like hey man you know we don't care if you have a fire man you're allowed to have a fire just you gotta make sure that you get it great and then i'm like well hey man were you guys like driving by and you like saw the smoke or or what happened they're like they're like no man we got a call from one of your neighbors and I'm like, man, fuck that! Mind your own goddamn motherfucking business, man. I'm just out of here trying to have a goddamn bi- you know goddamn bonfire with my old lady and some of my people, and you send over the goddamn fire department, killing my fucking buzz. There ain't right. no freedom in that. Yeah, and, and man, I'm like shitting my pants because I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble here, man. They're gonna you know find out that my... Goddamn hot tub isn't up to code or something like that. Then I'm gonna be in deep shit. And if I have to get rid of my fucking hot tub because somebody calls the goddamn fucking 5-0, I'm gonna be pissed. Alright, if a goddamn zoning inspector comes over and fucks my party up, I'm gonna put my foot up your ass. Woo! Goddamn nosy motherfucking neighbors, mind your own goddamn business. This is America, man. Alright? It's like that 4th of July, when I was shooting off fireworks and that fucking guy came from across the street, fucking Kenny from across the street came over and he goes, Hey man, it's kind of late. It's like one o'clock in the morning, Byron. Do you mind fucking not shooting off Roman candles and bottle rockets at fucking one o'clock in the morning? I'm like man, you, Kenny. Alright? Man, I, it's America. I'm celebrating America's birthday, getting drunk with my friends, shooting off some goddamn bottle rockets. Do you think, hey man, do you think that anyone told the the, the the forefathers, the founders of this country, to stop shooting off bombs at the British because it was too fucking late at night? <laughs> no, man. The answer is fucking no. George Washington would have punched him right in the fucking pussy if somebody had told him to do that. So fuck you, Kenny. Fuck the sand in your goddamn vagina. Fuck and rat me out to the goddamn fire department. On that note, you know it's a great band, man? Who's a great band? Oh, man fucking goddamn Marshall Tucker band man. oh man I fucking love the Marshall Tucker band now man they only had a couple hits but both of those songs as far as I'm concerned are as good as it fucking gets can't you see can't you see what that woman doing to me I can't tell you how many times I've been listening to that song and I, I man I'm getting choked up just talking about it man like we all been in that position it's alright man you can let it go man I just you know like my ex-wife you know I mean I love my new wife and everything like that but man my ex-wife, she was a fucking one, man. You know, and I don't, I don't That's just, right, man. I do just walk down the aisle with anybody. You know what I mean? She took the goddamn toaster. She took my fucking, she took my goddamn, uh, my collection of uh, concert posters. She took, she even took the, the the girly posters I had up in the garage. She, she all took right. all my fucking power tools. It's all right. And oh, now she didn't take your power tools. Oh man, yeah, she took my tools that she gave to her new husband. How do you let her take tools, man? I don't know, man. She fucking she broke my heart, man. I was a hopeless wreck, and, man. I'll tell you, the only thing that got me through it was listening to "Can't You See?" on repeat. And I was like, man, Marshall Tucker, Marshall Tucker, I know what you're talking about, man. I want to find me a hole in the wall and crawl inside and die. You're all, right, oh, man. You're all right, crying like a goddamn pussy on the goddamn show. Here, at the I'm sorry, man. I, man, I'm sorry. I'm fucking. I, <sighs> i have sullied the fucking The Eagles Lodge man I'm, I'm, or, Wait are we at the Elks Or are we at the Eagles right now I can't right. fucking The Elks Come on, Oh man. shit we're at the Elks man It's okay to cry at the Elks man The Elks don't mind The Eagles they, they fucking They put you down a little bit If you start That's why I like Hanging out at the Elks Lodge more I don't go to the Eagles Lodge anymore man Those motherfuckers They, they, well, they talk shit to me Hey man I'm gonna go get, get us a beer You want one? Oh, hell yeah, Randy. I want a beer, man. Go get me a beer, brother. All right. I appreciate it. Oh, right, let's go. Alright. Hey, uh, so anyway, that's this week's edition of Man, you know it's a great band. Uh I'm Byron. I'm Randy. All right, man. Well, we'll uh we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for having us on the show once again. Peace. Alright, Tone. Uh it's your
2: pick
1: this week for the oh, yeah. one for the homies section. So, uh, so who did you pick? I picked the Nitro Gods. They're Nitro Gods.
2: Yeah. Nitro Gods are fucking awesome, dude. Great bunch of guys. Very cool band. Um, just, like, fantastic musicians all around. Like And all around good guys, too. Well, and, like, for the type of music they're playing, because they're, like, you know, they get compared to Motorhead a lot. I actually, I actually heard one of their fans refer to them as the best thing since Motorhead.
1: Oh, yeah, that's it,
2: a really big goal. yeah. That, so man. like you know, they get they get compared to Motorhead a lot and and they're and for that type of music that they're doing, they are like like especially uh, uh, proficient musicians, you know what I mean? like their skill level is just spectacular. Uh, especially fucking uh Metal God. Fucking Klaus... Klaus oh, Sperling. Yeah, Klaus Sperling. Fucking rock god, metal drummer extraordinaire. Uh, again, I got I got the opportunity when we were on tour with these guys to get to know Oymel, uh, the bass player and singer a lot. I got to know Henny, um, the guitar player and singer a great deal. Really, really, really good really bunch of guys, guys, man. And, uh, yeah. So, what song did you pick, Tony? Uh, I'm picking Wasted in Berlin. Wasted in Berlin's a great one. We've been Wasted in Berlin. Well... Yeah. I have Have you? I think I was high in Berlin oh. I think I I think I took something in Berlin uh, we, Well, I, I think anyone who's been to Berlin Has had a pretty good time in Berlin um, Yeah, so uh, it's, on their, it's on their self-titled record Cool Nitro Gods This is off the Nitro Gods self-titled album This is uh, Wasted in Berlin yeah. Woo. that uh that was a good episode tony yeah it felt like it felt like we had some pent up stuff we haven't done an episode in a while so it was it was Probably good been, to get that it's out it's been a couple weeks i think it has been a couple weeks cuz we had the delay between recording the chicago stuff we took a week off and then just released the chicago episode last week so it's been 2 weeks since we've done a, a new yeah. podcast so well thank you so much for listening thank guys thank you guys very much thank you for the ratings Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the subscriptions on iTunes. Please keep that going. The the the, the rate and review. Uh really, a friend. Yeah,
1: thank you for telling thank a friend. Thank you for friend.
2: telling a friend. Rating and reviewing the show really does help us out a lot. It helps it so that other people who are looking for us can find the show. Right now it's pretty new, so it's, it's a little difficult to find. Um, but... Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you who have taken the time to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Uh, Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, all the social channels, pretty much every single uh, social channel. We don't do Snapchat. We will not do Snapchat. Uh, Make sure to follow us. Uh, I don't know. I just felt like saying that. Um, Make sure to follow us on Spotify. Um, We're not on Pandora, so also fuck Pandora. Dude, Pandora actually rejected our album. The new one or a past one? Uh, uh, Dirty Half Dozen, and then for some reason, Thieves of Thunder isn't on it, so um, so I don't know, man. I, I would like to think it's nothing personal, but, you know...
1: I don't think we have anything personal with Pandora. No, I
2: don't think so either. I'm a Spotify my man myself anyway, because they, they'll they'll put anybody on their fucking platform. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to Spotify. Thank you very much for helping out independent bands. But yeah, find us on all the socials. Uh, find us on our website, com. Of course, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash MFRuckus. Get access to all the stuff we do on there. And uh and I think that's it. Yep. Yeah, I think that, yeah. that does it for episode nine.
1: Yeah. Thank, thank you guys you. for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening, so, guys. Uh, here's Dave Reynolds with the credits. All right.
2: Well, hey there, fellas. This here's great uncle Dave Reynolds calling to read the credits as per requested. Uh, let's see here. The motherfucking podcast was created by Tony Lee and Aaron Howell. It's produced by John Skabicki III, a.k.a. Gene Skivens, and it appears courtesy of Mutiny Transmissions on MutinyInfoCafe.com. Hope that's enough for you there, fellas. Sure do appreciate you having me on the show.
0: We used to call the big ones belugas. Bye for now. You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission.
1: You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at MutinyInfoCafe.com.
2: Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime.